And then I said, that's a strange place to find a chinchilla. Yeah, that's really strange. Hello and welcome, everybody, to another episode of Football After Dark, our preseason series. <laughs> Matt's already done. We well, already... Matt's laughing at that, that hilarious story I was telling before I the mics went live. I find it. <laughs> <laughs> what a strange place. Uh, what a strange time to begin recording. Today, I am joined by Corey. Yeah. 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 Got my boy, Matt Dussman. What up? And professional sports broadcaster, Nate Kuyper. Semi, uh, sure. It's good, yeah, semi-professional. It's too late. I'm, we've already established it two episodes in a row now. This is number three. It's too that's late. You can't All backtrack. Right. Right, yeah. You can't backtrack. You can't okay. backtrack on that. The After Dark Cinematic Universe. Professional sports broadcaster, Nate Kuyper here. So this is the episode right after the draft, which was a good time. It's live now. If you uh, go on podcast.com. Look it's a long up. one. Yeah, it's a very long one. If, you, if you're finding this link, you could just go to the past episodes. It's the longest one we've recorded. It's the longest one we'll probably ever record. But it's a blast, honestly. It's really funny. It's the funniest content, but probably the worst quality content. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the best way to describe it. Because we were reacting to the draft live, like, it's there's a lot of dead time. Yeah. So it was a lot of us just cracking jokes the, and, like, having a good this time. This is the first year that I noticed that... <laughs> The NFL just kind of said screw it with the clock. They're just like, pick whenever, like as long as it's reasonable. Right. <laughs> they, We're just going to play thousands of ads. I wasn't present, so at a couple like key moments during the draft, they called me and put me on speakerphone. So I don't know what happened. I literally have do not know what happened outside of anything that happened when I was on the phone. So when I go and listen to it, it's going to be... Oh, you're, you're going to have a great time. All but. you need to know is area awareness. <laughs> no, no. Corey explained it to me, and I'm so angry about what it is. But we're not going to talk about that. No, you can go listen to the episode if you want to hear about right, that. Yeah. We got a, a, something going on now. Corey has some stuff written down he wants to go over. All right, so the first thing we're going to do is each one of us is going to go through the teams that we think have the best offseason and the worst offseason. Uh, we're just going to pick one team each for each category, and we're going to talk about them a little bit. Uh, then Kuiper and I have a couple rants to go on, and then at the end we're going to rank the rookie quarterbacks from the first round in, depending on what kind of situation we think they're in. As a cohesive unit, like we're all going to try to like... Come together and make up a list. You, right. That I mean, like if, if it's split 50-50... Then, I don't know, we'll figure something out. But yeah. it'll be like a unanimous thing. Like, okay, who do we unanimously think is in the best situation? And then we can debate it kind of back and forth for the last couple minutes of the show. Yep. All right. We'll start with, I guess because Matt was the one that found out about that last, we'll just go from Justin, then Corey, then me, then Matt. I'm, I'm okay with starting. So, who, okay, who had the best offseason and then who had the worst offseason? As a whole, like yeah. draft off season included. I don't even think it's any contest that the Rams have had the best off season. Okay. Um, they, they what they put together, it looks like an all star team. Like they they took what was already a good team and then just kind of like put their foot on the gas and literally just built up every single thing they could have needed to make their team incredible. Now whether that'll shake out or not, you know, it's the NFL. You never know. We, we talked about that a little yeah, bit. Yeah, we talked but, like, about that in the pre-draft episode. Just because they have, like, a really, really, like, crazy roster doesn't, like, mean that it's just over and no one's going to be able to beat them. So, we talked about that, though. Yeah. 
it's it'll be interesting to see it, but I mean, as far as just like looking at it at face value, I think the Rams definitely had the best offseason. The worst, the Detroit Lions. Ooh. Okay. What'd they do? What? Can you can you name something? They signed uh, Legarrette Blunt. They're wow. establishing a run game. Maybe Legarrette Blunt with uh, on Johnson in Le- second round and Legarrette Blunt and uh, their first round pick Ragnow, uh, best yes. run blocking center from the draft. If you don't count Billy Price as a center, yes, that would be the case. I agree. I I think the Lions are going to be kind of crappy. They're going to be awful. Um. I don't think I don't know. I I don't think that that's a bad selection. No. When uh, you look at the division they're in, yeah, they're going to be comparatively to every other team in the NFC North and what they did. Detroit got. Yeah, they're they're going to have it. They're going to have it in rough. The NFC North. Yeah, they're going to have it super super rough this upcoming season. I I think with Stafford on your team, still you're still guaranteed eight games at this point in his career. At this point in his career, you it, think? Okay. Yeah. Uh, I, I think hopefully he, I think his receiving core around him is good enough that he can spread the ball around and he got sacked close to 50 times last year and still threw for 4000 yards mm-hmm. without a run game. Yeah, he's still great, but the the pieces around him are still lackluster and old Com- comparatively. Yeah, it, there is they like barely touched up on what they needed this offseason. They it, it almost feels like they haven't done anything. I, I think, I think it. Like I said, it's more about what the teams around them did do. I think it has a lot to do with it, yeah. And what they didn't do. Like I could realistically makes it comparatively look worse. Right. All right. What about you, Corey? Uh, I'm going to start with the worst. I think Oakland definitely had the worst off season. I know they're in flux right now with uh, John Gruden coming in, and I love John Gruden as a color commentator. I. So far, there hasn't been like one move that he's made this whole off season that I liked. Um, the only one that I really did like was they got Maurice Hurst in the third round of the draft this year, and I think he was the best defensive tackle. And the only problem was he's he's twenty four. That's old for a draft prospect, and he has some the, he, the heart condition he has. I yeah, think, is. Yeah. They, but, he got checked out. Yeah. Like, he he's okay. He's okay, yeah. But uh, it's still, like, something to be worried about. Yes. Um, like, the talent they he decided to put around Derek Carr is kind of meh. Besides, I, he got, they got Colton Miller, and that was supposed... Everybody's going to tell you that they drafted their guy. Mm-hmm. Right. But... That he was supposedly their guy, like from the start. That's who they wanted. That's who he wanted. And if you got your guy, you can't have a bad grade, like on your draft, in my opinion. You don't think they upgraded their receiving core? Uh, Whoever their number three is, whether their three is Jordy or Martavis, that's better than whoever they had. That's a crapshoot. I don't know, though. That's a crapshoot. I'm glad they added a couple more old fucking players to their roster. What a great idea. Yeah. Well, I mean, right. majority's old. Got to go Se- against some analytics. Martavis isn't old. Yeah, he's an old. Was it Seth Roberts that they just got rid of? He's also very much on the decline. Um, I'm assuming. I don't know. Did they get rid of him? Yeah, I'm pretty sure they just cut Seth Roberts. 
they're undefeated when he cut catches two or more touchdowns in a game. Okay, but how? <laughs> I mean, but like, how many? Okay, all right. Just put him in the end zone more. Sure. Who had who had the best then? Uh, I'm gonna go <sighs> off off campus here. I'm going to say Seattle had the best offseason, not because of what they brought in, but because of what they got rid of. Oh, what? Because of what they got rid of. This is they, amazing. They, <laughs> all right. I am. Oh. They, they got rid of a lot of their big contracts that they gave to defensive players when your def- when your window for a Super Bowl, when they won, to win a Super Bowl with a defense is given about two to three years. Right. That's your window. They're past that. They're getting rid of all their big contracts so they can rebuild around Russell Russell Wilson while he's young. I think they're poising themselves to start having better off seasons in the next couple years. And I think they'll be back in the top of the NFC West within the next two years. I can't look past the fact that Seattle's biggest glaring weakness is the offensive personnel around Russell West Russell I want to say Russell Westbrook so bad (laughs) Um, Russell Wilson and not only did they trade back in the draft their first pick you know I like this player a lot yes their first pick was a running back, a running back, who cannot pass block. Like, pretty much cannot pass. He has to learn how to pass block. Their offensive line was so bad last year that Russell Wilson had all but one offensive touchdown. One. Mm -hmm. There was one other person that had a rushing touchdown on that team. Yeah. And uh, who was rushing for that team? Oh, okay. Okay. I know Eddie Lacy. No, there, there's 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 a few things to this. I don't think it's as bad of a move as you're making it out to be. Uh, this is gonna sound weird, but uh, it, it, Russell Wilson's fucked. No matter which way you look at it, mm. having one running back in there as a pass blocker isn't gonna fix that O line. And one running back who's talented enough to get through people might actually help. I guess I guess that's true. And I Corey knows I really like Rashad Penny because I listen, man, you. You play in a crappy conference, but you're the best player on that team in that crappy conference. So literally every other team you play has one job, and the only job is to stop you, and he led all of the FBS in rushing. Yeah, that's right. impressive. So, so, like, to me, it's just, it's the makings of, like, what Kareem Hunt was and kind of what um, Alvin Kamara was, where it's like he's the only good player on a really crappy team. So everybody just sells out to stop him so his numbers aren't as flashy. Granted, I mean, Rashad Penny's numbers were flashy, but, like, Alvin Kamara and Kareem Hunt didn't really do anything in college. I mean, they were good, but mm. they weren't like, oh, my God. And then they go to the NFL where there's, like, weapons all over the place, and then they can just explode. That's how I feel about Rashad Penny, but not behind Seattle's offensive line. <laughs> it's going to be harder, but, I mean, that also might contribute to why they might have picked him up. Because... Well, I, I think, yeah, that's part of it, because... I know everyone talks about their defense being like when they were good the last time. But the last time they were good and they had that Super Bowl run, they had Marshawn Lynch. They had a running back that could create plays for them that did offensive things for them. 
Exactly. Yeah. So if they get, I think maybe that was their thought process behind it. They get another running back that can maybe make moves, do things on his yeah. own. It takes a little bit off Russell Wilson, and then Russell Wilson can throw to people like Doug Baldwin all day and make plays that way. Right. And their defense doesn't have to do as much. Right. I still think it's... You're right in the sense that they're positioning themselves in a sense that they're going to... They're not going to do very well this year. Yeah. And they're going to get a really high-end draft pick. They're going to get a whole bunch of cap space. Because that's... All right, when you look at... You're two, looking like long term. Yeah, look at really the look at the season. two, two of the three greatest quarterbacks in the in the in football right now. You have Aaron Rodgers and Drew Brees. Mm-hmm. What did their their teams didn't do this for them? Right. You Number know, that, three that is, is Russell true. Wilson, by the way. Pretty much, yeah. They did. They didn't. They didn't. What did you say about Russell? Number Wilson? three is Russell Wilson. By Number the way. four is Russell Wilson. Tom Brady, Tom Brady. Drew Brees. Aaron Rodgers, not in any particular order. Yeah, I, I don't think all four of them are in any particular order. Maybe Aaron Rodgers being above them all. Well, clearly, yeah. Yeah, but um, but like no, really, like I think I think it's incredible what he's done. What basically by himself. Yeah. yeah. Um, the, I want to talk about something real fast. Somebody <laughs> the other day <laughs> said that. Aaron Rodgers is the most underappreciated quarterback in the football. Are you fucking kidding me? That's I thought true. he was the consensus best. Yeah, That's what, he's like you can't be the consensus best and the most underappreciated. The fact that Drew Brees isn't in the conversation yeah. for no. most underappreciated <laughs> no, is the reason why he's the most underappreciated. Yeah, exactly. No, no. Right, Drew Brees is absolutely the most underappreciated quarterback in the NFL. Everybody he's, always forgets about him. I, 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 people definitely forgot about him last season. And he, uh, and then like, because he didn't have to do anything, really. Yeah. I mean, me and Corey talked about this uh, during, during the playoffs last year. Where Drew Brees just like, they really have to do anything all year because the running backs handled it. Right. And then during the playoffs when they played Carolina, he had to turn it on. And then he did, and it was fucking incredible. He had to, like, turn, he it still against, has it. He had to turn it on against Minnesota yeah. to get him back in the game, mm-hmm. and he did. Like, it's still there. And everybody was forgetting about him. Everybody was sleeping on him. And right. then just like that. Um, Not about Drew. So my 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 picks, okay. Best offseason, um, I'm going to go... I think we're all going to go differently than we all think. I'm going to pick the Los Angeles Chargers. Mm. Okay. Yeah, um, okay. They, That's a good choice. They are... If they don't... See, here's the thing. I want to remind everybody that the Los Angeles Chargers lost four games last year on missed field goals. Like, lost games on missed field goals. If they make the field goal, they go 12-4 and four and make the playoffs. Like, mathematically. Like... So or it would be thir- it would be thirteen and three. Jesus, if they if they make if they make all four kicks, um, but they added uh, a very underrated center in Mike Pouncey. Hopefully, they're going to get their first round pick last year. Forrest Lamp at their offensive line. They already have Feeney. They have uh, who's the who's the left tackle that's really good. They have Russell Okung. They have fantastic offensive personnel with Keenan Allen and Melvin Gordon and. Um, uh, Hunter Henry, and their defense has probably the two best tandem pass rushers in the league. Like, Joey Bosa yes. and Melvin Ingram aren't, like, the best defensive players, but, like, as a tandem, yes. they're really good. They have, by, like, proven through statistics, the number one corner in football, 
in Casey Hayward. He is number one on Pro Football Focus, former Ooh. Packer. They now have a very, very good safety that they drafted in Derwin James. Yeah. I think they just... The Chargers did everything that I feel like that team needed to do to... I don't want to say retake their... Like, you got to remember, like, a couple years ago, it was pretty much like (coughs) the Chargers, Colts, and Patriots. Like, those were the big three. Like, the Colts could not beat... Like, Peyton Manning, for a long time, could not beat Phillip Rivers. You remember that. Oh, yeah. Like, that was one of his... That was one of his... Yeah, that was one of his, like, bugaboos. Like, he could not beat the... Like, with Sean Merriman and, like, that great team they had. I think the Chargers, like, in the twilight of Phillip Rivers' career, are doing really good things. And I love their offseason... And I am extremely high on the Chargers. I'm going to give that away. And they're going to be in a weak division too. So like, right? Like they have a lot of potential again. The Raiders are going to just be a punching bag. The Raiders are going to be a punching bag. You don't know what you're getting with the Broncos, and the Chiefs are a fucking dice roll because who knows what you're going to get with them? I can't believe you actually admitted that. I, it's just the truth. Um, it's just the truth. I think no, it's, it's I everybody. Everybody sleeping on the Chargers. Okay. Also, I'm, I'm gonna do something with. I'm gonna do something for you. I'll, I'll, I'll bring it. I'll do some homework. Okay. I'll bring it next time. Um, I, I'm gonna let you know how everybody ended their season if there were no missed field goals. But go ahead. Oh, that is the the Steelers season would be no different. Yeah, yeah, I know. But <laughs> I wanna, made all of I want to show you something. We'll, right. we'll do that next time. Worst off season. Are you ready for this? Oh Uh-oh. yeah, I'm ready. Let's go. The Patriots, because of everything that's happening. Everything that keeps coming oh. out of because everything that keeps happening. Okay. Their draft solved nothing. Their draft solved absolutely nothing. They lost Dion Lewis and got Sony Michelle. Same player. It's the exact same player. He does the exact same thing. They brought in a whole bunch of defensive players that might work out. You don't know because it's the Patriots. The Patriots have, at the time going into the draft last year, they were number two on the list of most first round picks that didn't remain on the team. Behind Cleveland, only Cleveland had higher a higher number on that than the, the Patriots did. The reason the Patriots had the worst off season is because literally everything that has happened this off season is the prelude to them pretty much becoming irrelevant. Like once Brady and Belichick are gone, that team, I don't know what's going to happen to them. Like they're going to fall so deep into mediocrity that. And this is this is the prelude to that. Like everything that has happened from the Jimmy Garoppolo thing that started in on on fittingly on Halloween. Um, starting there, the Guerrero stuff, the benching of Malcolm Butler, the 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 mass exodus of offensive talent that they had with Nate Solder leaving and Cam Irvin leaving and Deion Lewis leaving and Brandon Cooks leaving and Danny Amendola leaving and Gronk doesn't want to play anymore and now Brady's trying to get people to work out at his private facility as opposed to the Patriots facility. It's just a mess. Like, what a mess. They're probably still going to win 11 games. But <laughs> when you talk about worst... I can't think of a worse offseason. Like, what else could possibly go wrong for them as far as, like, like we're talking about Seattle? Like, Seattle long-term, mm-hmm. this is, like, the movement towards a lot of good stuff. This is the opposite. This is the Patriots moving towards nothing but negative things. So that's why I think they've had the worst offseason. I like that a lot. That was really good. That's interesting. 
That's very interesting. So it's almost like I do this professionally. I don't know if you're talking about it. No, I'm joking, of course. Okay, so, Matt. Matt's going to say the Chiefs and the Raiders. No, 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 why would I do that? <laughs> your no. turn, go ahead. All right, I'll start with the worst, and I think the worst was the Steelers. I know you want to talk about them later. I but, am, yeah. But, like, they had a bad draft, the biggest reach in the first round. They didn't need another safety. They got one. They traded Martavis Bryant away for a third-round pick that another player is probably not going to pan out. Um, in Mason? Yeah. They, they drafted a bunch of what-ifs and who-knows, and, like, they have the contract situation with Bell. Uh, they're going to sign him probably, but it, you, in general, how long is it going to take? Every year it seems he's to all, take He's longer. turning 27. He's turning he's 27. He's got, like, two years of his prime that's, left, and that's, that's done. like the running back hump is 27. Mm-hmm. You, you, like you said, you have, like, one or two years left after that, and you're done. Um, and it's like uh, – who? Um, <laughs> you're right there? Yeah. Uh, anyway, it takes him, like – six games to get going sometimes and if it keeps that if that keeps up it's going to keep taking longer and longer and their window's starting to close too i don't care we, we talked about this earlier today and you're, i know you're going to go into it also yeah roethlisberger two years in a row now i don't know how i'm feeling guys i think this is it and then they draft a quarterback and he's like i think i can play another for another four or five years what if ben starts putting his hands to the neck of the Steelers organization the same way Brady's doing it, and they bend over backwards for him, too. I think the difference between Brady and Ben is that Brady had... I mean, Brady had five Super Bowl appearances by that point. Like, Brady was a league MVP, and I feel like the Patriots felt like they should listen to him. I think the Steelers are just stubborn. Like, they're just going to do it because they have this delusional sense of loyalty. Where it's just like, oh man, Ben's been okay. Ben's been a good. I'm, I can't talk about it yet because I'm going to talk about it later. Yes, yeah, um, sorry, but but no, it's I under I I can I don't know. I mean, I can kind of. Yeah, it's fine. I yeah. Like yeah. I said I think their window's closing in general. Yeah. Maybe Mason Rudolph turns out to be a good quarterback or something, but they, I think Mason could be good. He not right be. away. Like that's clearly not right That's away. why he's like third round, fourth round. Like right. he's going to sit behind Ben for a few years. Right. Whatever years Ben has left, he's going to sit there's, behind There's him. a reason why a lot of these quarterback needy teams did not take him until... There has to be a reason. Yeah, yeah. There has to be a reason. He's just not ready. Like, now granted, I mean, Russell Wilson went in the third round and ended up starting, so who knows. Yeah. But, so that was the worst. Who's the best? I think the best team was the Tennessee Titans. Really? Really, really. They upgraded cornerback with Butler from mm-hmm. the Patriots. That's going to help. They already had a good secondary already. So he doesn't need to come in as the like the number one or even number two cornerback, he can be the slot, and for him, that's actually perfect. Mm-hmm. I like that they got rid of DeMarco Murray. I said it a, during our pre-draft thing. I really like Derrick Henry. When he has over 65 rushing yards or 25 rushing attempts, something like that, they went undefeated last year. Mm-hmm. They're going to build around him more, and their offense is going to be better for it. They had the best draft out of, every, out, out of all the teams. They moved up right when they needed to to steal defensive linebackers from other teams. Like, they played with strategy the best. They said they hit, like, four home runs. Like, yeah. every single... They only had they, four they picks. They only had four picks, but they were four home runs. Mm-hmm. 
That's interesting. Like, I, I didn't really think about Tennessee. Like, And I, think about their division. Who knows what Andrew Luck's going to be like? That whole division is just a mess. The Jaguars like, The Jaguars could be good again. I mean, they should be good again by all rights, but Bortles, I, I mean... And the Texans. Who knows what the Texans? The Texans, Deshaun Watson, the Heat, because you don't know what you're going to... You're either going to get, like, 30 touchdowns a game, or what if he regresses from the injury? Those mm-hmm. sort of things you don't really know about. Yeah. And the Titans are just kind of steadily been improving and Mariota's got another year of veteran status now he has a playoff win under his belt a crazy comeback come from behind playoff win right and a okay, interesting buddy. young head coach mm-hmm. in Mike Vrabel yep so it, it, it'll be really cool really interesting I like all to see of our them. selections they're yeah. all good I didn't I'm disagree glad, with like almost any of them I'm glad that I we all disagree with Corey but I'm glad slightly. we all picked different ones yeah like, yeah I didn't expect that Ooh, I didn't expect that either I thought yeah. I honestly when you said Oakland I was like someone else is gonna say Oakland because like yeah. but I know you've been I feel like every day like every other day I get a random text from Corey like what are the Raiders doing <laughs> dude like, I, I said it the, the day he was hired John Gruden was a bad choice. listen I still I, as bitter as I was about Martavis, Martavis is a really good receiver. He's a really good wide but out But is three. he going to get on the field? Like, if he's on the field, uh, that's fine. Martavis is a really good wide out three. The problem with Martavis, I think Martavis can start three. on a lot of teams. He, but he, it, and he would not do that great. He's I a really think, good wide out three. I think he was in a rough situation because he clearly, like the Steelers were clearly not going to trust him enough to give him a full workload. But he wanted one. And then Juju started playing really well. And he literally... Martavis was literally quoted in saying, like, he's not as good as me. Which was the death sentence. Like, there's like, you don't say that. Yeah, he has an attitude problem. Like, you can't say that. He still has that. an attitude problem. Like, Even when he eventually starts he's shutting so, up. Listen, man, but he's sober, and I'm happy for him. He can have an attitude. That's fine. Like, I love players that have attitudes. But, like, as long as he's sober and has the attitude, that's fine. I think there's a difference between having an attitude, like, the general attitude, and having an attitude towards your fellow players. And that's a fucking that's, problem. That's true. And I'm, I hope he shaped it up. It's like the bad kind of attitude. But, like, right. he is, he, his talent is not going to go any higher. It's not. Yeah. It's just frankly not. Uh, he, he, well, he, I think he can make really clutch plays. Caught a touchdown feels, with his butt. Yeah. He feels like a wide out three. <laughs> More and he like always has. Even when he plays. was wide out two on the Steelers, he felt like a wide <laughs> oh, out three. Clutch oh. plays. Oh. Hashtag. So I mean, don't he, hashtag that. I think <laughs> he will hash. likely be wide, the wide out three on the Raiders, which is where he needs to be. I think it'll be fine. But uh, I just I don't I don't agree with the prospect that he can start on most teams. We'll see. All right. So now this is going to be a, a portion where Corey's going to talk for a while. Maybe not as long as I do. You killed Matt. Yeah, not going to be as long as <laughs> Matt's. Matt's turned away from the mic. Hashtag Dying, dying in front place. of the computer. Oh, man. Tweet it. Don't tweet that. Tweet it. Um, <laughs> name the episode that. I, I will. Also, tweet it. We'll tweet it when it goes live okay. with the link. Okay, so. And then we'll be good. But yeah, this next bit is. Oh Corey, Corey's kind of going on a little bit of a mini rant, and then we can kind of respond to it. And then I'm going to go on one. It's gonna be much longer. That might be much longer, just because I'm, I'm. You're angry and you got stuff to say. I'm angry and I got Corey's is almost like happy. Yeah. I mine is the opposite. Wouldn't pelvis plays be better? So pelvis plays. That's amazing. The alliteration. <laughs> I know, but like our producer clench plays, Josh clench plays <laughs> coming in. 
butt clench plays. But okay, that's that's better. So butt clutch. Butt, butt clutch. <laughs> Damn it! It's so good. Our marketing skills are like phenomenal. We are you, amazing with alliteration. The, we wait are. Wait till you listen to the draft episode. <laughs> <laughs> There's a ton of that. We, we're gonna have so many spots. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're not. Not at all. Zero. You might have chased them off. All right. Uh, this is my argument on why the Saints are all in on a Super Bowl this year. Ooh. The first thought that I had about it was, it's in Atlanta. And I want to win a Super Bowl in Atlanta <laughs> so bad before the Falcons do. I understand that. Oh, but... I, not. It'd be our second Super Bowl before the Falcons got one, and it be in Atlanta. That oh. would be the best. Like <laughs> I understand. Nobody could like the rivalry would have been over. Like, that's... that's over. Like, the Falcons are going to have to move to another division. Like, it'll be over. All right. Uh, we... We upgraded our defense. We were a play away last year. We were literally a play away last year. Our defense got older and smarter, and we brought in a rookie pass rusher. We traded up. We gave... A lot for him. Not as much as people are saying because I still feel like if we do win the Super Bowl, only thing we gave up was essentially a second round pick. That's for, true. Yeah. And that was in like a fifth round pick this year. Like that's not much for Super Bowl. Um he's he's a converted wide receiver from high school and that worries me, but it also tells me that he probably has good footwork. Yeah, that's a, he's physically gifted, like clowny combine gifted. Uh, is it weird? I'm not to interrupt you, but isn't it weird that like clowny had that like crazy combine, and then like five people have had like a similar combine, and people just think it's like the normal thing. Yeah, like it, that's just become the norm. The advancement like, of athletics is right. insane. I, At that position specifically, I feel like. The way the combine's working too is kind of changing. Like you'd get before, you would just get the standout players from each position, and now you're getting more invites for players that are just athletically gifted. You know, right. they're not they're not exclusive to each other. Okay. Um. All right. So the Saints have had a mixed draft bag for years. Prior to two years ago, our drafts were absolutely terrible. Yeah. Um, Not much has changed. We brought in Jeff Ireland, and I'm still iffy on Jeff Ireland as a director of scouting. Mm -hmm. Um, But the past couple years, our drafts have been really good. They got Michael Thomas, Sheldon Rankins the year before. Then they brought in, you know, one of the arguably the best rookie draft class of all time with Alvin Kamara yeah. and Marshawn Lattimore and a couple other starters. Yeah. Um, just having both rookie of the years on the same, in the same draft class on the same this team. Is unprecedented. Uh, happened like in the seventies with the J- Detroit. Right. Back when football wasn't even that good. <laughs> like, <laughs> football wasn't before I was a fan. Yeah. No, but like, 
it it wasn't a big thing. Yeah. It was like you didn't have the ta- you obviously didn't have the talent back then you had today. The games changed so much and you have so much science and everything that goes into it. But it was more violent. People actually hit other people. I wanna go back to real football. Oh. <laughs> Thanks, Dad. Honestly, a hundred percent. Yeah. The last thing, you gotta do it for Breeze. He's. I agree. I one hundred percent agree. You have to do it for Breeze. Yes, you do. I love him. Drew Breeze is such a sweetheart. I love him. He, uh, he deserves another Super Bowl. He does. He. Just so, people who give him the respect that he deserves at this point in his career. I just, still don't understand how he doesn't have it. He's and the most underappreciated quarterback. Every time. Everyone's it's, like, oh yeah, Drew Brees is up there. He has, what, the most 4,000-yard seasons. He's always there. Most 5,000-yard seasons. By a landslide. Like, he's got, like, two or three completion percentage rec- records. He's got the longest streak with a touchdown pass that'll never be beaten. Hell no. Um, He's got, I mean, good lord. Like, it's just... I, I've I think we've talked about it beforehand where I talk where I say that Drew Brees is a top five quarterback and if you disagree you're wrong yeah because everybody I hate top five quarterback arguments because everybody makes that like everybody does that thing where like they create a criteria and then break the criteria yeah <laughs> I hate that so much mm-hmm. like the point of making a top five quarterbacks list is it has to be like a full body of work like if you put Terry Bradshaw over. A guy like a good example would be like if you put Terry Bradshaw over. If you say okay, scratch Terry Bradshaw. If you say Super Bowls matter, and then you put Dan Marino in your top ten, you're you're a liar because he never won one. But then if you say like Super Bowls don't matter, and then you put Brady in it, then you're an idiot. <laughs> so like Breeze, there's not a single player outside of literally Brady, Montana, and Peyton Manning who have achieved more as far as, like, individual statistics and then winning Super Bowl, whatever, than Drew Brees. There's nobody. No one has. Aaron has a shot if Aaron can continue on the trajectory that he's on. But if he falls off or if he gets injured again, he's not going to get the chance. It, it just worries me. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm confident in him, but that's, that's not what this is about. This is about the Saints and the boy. I love. I've always liked Drew Brees. Yeah, he's the best. Drew Brees has always been. I started. Cor, I, I don't know what made Corey like the Saints, but I started watching the Saints because I really liked Reggie Bush coming out of college. So I started watching the Saints, and like, I don't know at what point that ha- they won the Super Bowl after that. But um, I've always had like a mutual, and I loved Marcus Colston too. You want to know why I started liking the Saints? Oh no! Best color scheme. Son of a... <laughs> what happens, man? It is uh, excellent. That's how I, it works, though, a lot of times. That, sometimes, yeah. I grew dad, up, oh. Yeah, I grew up uh, not, like, with somebody to watch sports with or anything. I was a very late bloomer. I didn't start watching football until freshman, sophomore year of high school. Uh, so I didn't really have anything to go on. I could have just, you know, went with where I was from and been a good old Browns fan. But I didn't... Like your brothers. I didn't hate myself like that. <laughs> yeah, see, when, when so you're, you're decided, in Northeast Ohio, yeah. you don't... When you, when you go like, man, gotta pick my home team, you don't pick the Browns, you pick the Steelers. <laughs> it's oh, what you do. Let's not get started on that. So I, I... the same distance from I went, Pittsburgh to Cleveland. It's true. It I went... The same distance. The Saints have the best color scheme, black and gold. 
symbol school didn't realize the uh, racist implications from Europe <laughs> at the time when I decided that. But there are some. Uh, definitely not as needed for a change as the Redskins, but we won't get into that right now. Oh, the Redskins, dude. Did you hear about their cheerleaders? Oh, yeah. that's not even... I don't even oh. want Oh, no. I don't even want to talk about that. I don't, even, I don't even want to talk about that shit on air. I really don't. Oh, my God. Uh, they better get the axe. They better get an axe. Dan, Dan Snyder better lose his team. I to don't... have that happen underneath... Oh, we're talking about it now. Nope. No, no, no. We're not talking about we're it. not talking about it on air. We're not talking about it. It's fucked up, and I don't want to talk about it on air. That's Kuiper. it for me. Uh, <laughs> Kuiper's now going to tell well, do, you... I, does anyone else have anything to say about the Corey stuff? No, say? like, I want... I would love. I was rooting for the Saints this year to go to the Super Bowl, and if, if Green Bay doesn't go in again, I'm rooting for the Saints again. Uh, I think, like I said, I think Breach just deserves another fucking ring before he goes. Mm-hmm. He, he honestly deserves more than one more ring before he goes. He plays like it, right? Uh, he's in, in in my heart. He's the number two quarterback. He's never won a fucking teams, MVP. But, yeah, I don't never. Know how that's possible. I don't know how you... Cam Newton and Matt Ryan won MVPs. Yeah, it's, it's fucking stupid. MVP is the award that you give to the quarterback that played the best that made the playoffs. Just rename the award that. Who's the best quarterback that made the playoffs? That's who gets MVP. I hate, I hate the MVP award so bad because that's what it is. And they still manage to mess it up a lot of the time. Was Matt Ryan the best quarterback the year he won the Was he the best quarterback that made the playoffs the year he won MVP? Nope. No. No way. Absolutely not. It was not. Brady. It was Brady. Because it's... It's not always Brady. It's not always Brady. Was it Brady last year? Most of the time, it's Brady. Most of the time, it's Brady, but it's always LeBron. That's true. <laughs> it is true. It's actually always LeBron. Okay. And it's by the same merits, too, statistically. Like, Brees, right. Brees quarterback statistics are like better than everybody else's almost all the time. Almost all the time. Okay, so... um. Is it my is it my is it my yeah, turn now? Yeah, go ahead. It's your turn. You, you, turn you go back up because you're about to get real loud. I'm, I'm kidding. As uh, one famous YouTuber, Van Oss, would say, "All right." Anyway, that was a little much. <laughs> I told you to back up, and you didn't back up. I aimed. Okay, listen. <laughs> it doesn't matter where you aim. <laughs> I I'm very loud, so I looked straight up at the ceiling and did that, and that was still really loud. This max. Your di- your your actual distance from it matters more than your trajectory. At least you're giving me work to do. I, I am, yeah. I'm <laughs> giving up. Josh is going to have to clip that particular spot, turn the game down. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to have to, yeah. Our, our uh, producer, Josh, is going to have a fun with that one. Anyway, I did that because I'm angry. And let me tell you why I'm angry. Um, I, a lot of these guys know this. I'm, I'm a Steelers fan that I try to be different than other Steelers fans in the sense of, like, I really try my best to be realistic. You know, I'm not picking us to go to the Super Bowl every year. I jokingly do, but I don't really mean it. You know, I pick us every single year. Like, I'll go through our schedule and I'll find the really stupid, crappy team that we're going to lose to. I did it two years ago against Miami. I did it last year with Chicago. I never pick us to beat the Patriots, even though people always say, oh, yeah. You have to talk to Steelers, like, oh, yeah, we're just going to be the year we beat the Patriots. We're never going to beat the Patriots, ever. Like, ever, period. You beat the Patriots next year, um, it all falls apart. Um, so, so all that stuff, I try to be as realistic as possible. I try not to be optimistic, I try not to be pessimistic, because pes- how could you be pessimistic about a team that 
averages 11 wins a season for the, for the majority of my life. You know what I mean? I've been fortunate enough, and I try to be knowledgeable of the fact that I've been fortunate. You know, I don't get greedy. I don't get, you know, I don't get bitter when they lose. You know what I mean? Like I, see, I feel like the difference is, yeah, you get to see a team win 11, 12 games most seasons. Right. But you also have seen some Super Bowl wins in your life. That's the other thing. Because, like, like I, as a Chiefs fan, you know, We've had so many 10, 11, 12, 13 right. game win seasons over my life, only to fuck it up in well, the playoffs. I, when I was when when we beat Seattle, I was a little too young to really understand football. Really, I didn't really understand it. Like I was just like, oh, my team won. I didn't have any idea. The only person I knew who on that team was Ben Roethlisberger and Heinz Ward. There's only two people I knew. Um, the Arizona one was different because I was older and I had been consuming football at like a ridiculous rate up to that point. And then the Green Bay one we lost, so I don't really like have like cozy like memories. Like, oh man, Rashard Mendenhall on the goal line. Oh no, like <laughs> it makes me it makes me kind of queasy, you know. Uh, but, I became a football fan. I, I don't remember if it was either the year after or two years after that. So, well, the year directly after that was the year that Green Bay like beat everybody except their last game of the year, and then they lost to the Giants in the playoffs. A game I predicted accurately in, yeah, during the middle it, of the season. Maybe it was the way. two years later where he got injured. Yeah. Um yeah. but anyway, Something so like that. that that's my background as far as like Steeler fan like Steeler fandom goes. I love my team. I'm not going I'm not going to sit here and tr- like I love my team. I wouldn't want to cheer for anybody else. I love how obnoxious the players are. I love how hated the team is and stuff like that. That's just the type of stuff I like. I don't know. It's I'm, like your vibes with your personality. It vibes with my personality very very you well. You like being controversial and disliked. Yeah. But I hate like Stuff that has been going on. First of all, as a side thing, before I get into Ben Roethlisberger and how much I want Miles Garrett to break his leg next year, um, I never liked Mike Tomlin. And one of our good friends, uh, Genhart, who kind of is a joke, like he might show up one day, he might not. Um, Genhart's another Steelers fan, and he kind of disagrees with me on that. He really likes Mike Tomlin. He goes like, "Well, who would you rather have?" It's not about who would I rather have. It's he doesn't do a good job. As for what he does, he's not a good head coach. Do I want him on my staff? Yeah, probably. I don't want. I don't like him as a head coach. His his like pregame, midgame like preparations and adjustments are awful. He doesn't know how to game plan. He's a cheerleader. He's status quo. The whole standard quote that I absolutely despise. The standard is the standard thing. I can't stand it. Um, but this isn't about my Tom. This is about Ben Roethlisberger and how I want Ben Roethlisberger to go away. Okay? I'm sick of Ben Roethlisberger. I'm sick of him. I'm sick of every single season having to wonder whether or not my quarterback's going to retire. And we're going to have to draft someone. And then we don't. Out of hope, literal hope, that he doesn't do it. And then he doesn't do it. And he comes back. I'm sick of the games against the Colts. Where we score... 13 points against the Colts and have to win on our last second field goal. A Colts team that got that barely, barely squeaked by the winless Browns. What's hilarious about that too is historically, because I'm right. I look back on this historically, the Steelers tend to blow out the Colts by like 20 right, points right. every year. And that's been with like a healthy Andrew Luck yeah. for the majority of the so last the Colts, couple years. The worst they've we been, we always like, just demolish them. It's like the worst the Colts have been in like five years, and we and, barely won. Yeah, yep. You were at. I'm going to ask you, Justin. You were at the Green Bay Browns game. You were there. Uh huh. 
Who played the Browns better? Who played the Packers better? The Browns or the Steelers? The Browns. Don't look. Don't look at like who won, who lost. Who played them better? The Browns. And did the Browns win a single game? Nope. How many games the Steelers win? Thirteen. 13. Okay. Ben Roethlisberger, over the past three seasons, has gone about this melancholy, like, oh, I don't know if I want to play, thinking about my family, thinking about this and that, which is fine if you feel that way. Then retire. Like, I'm not going to be upset if you're thinking about, with all the, especially with all the stuff that we know now about the stuff, that the, the things that can happen to football players, I could, especially with his injury history. I mean, for God's sakes, the dude has been battered across what is it 15 years of playing football i get it but then like Stephen a smith said that like ben if you're thinking about retiring retire that's the first sign any x player will tell you that when you start having thoughts about retiring retire because that means you're, you're not in it and you have to be in it 100 so ben goes on this they actually read quotes talking about his family and all this stuff and then Midway through the season last year, what happened? He threw five interceptions against Jacksonville. What did he say? He doesn't know if he has it anymore. Okay. He said that. Okay. And then he came back and said, oh, I was being facetious. Whatever. Okay. Whatever. That's fine. So this offseason is the deepest quarterback class since what? I can't remember a time. Yeah. can't remember a time it's been this deep. The Walker draft. Seriously, yeah. I mean, they all were bad. but So <laughs> the Steelers get lucky. I'm going to stress that. Got lucky and drafted Mason Rudolph in the third round. Mason Rudolph is not a third-round talent. No no scout had Mason Rudolph going in the third round. He was either late first round or second round to one of the many quarterback needy teams. Got him in the third round. Not only did you get him in the third round, but you managed to get his number one receiver in college in James Washington, which is huge for a young quarterback. If you can get a guy that he's already ha- he already has a relationship with, that's incredible. Like, that would be like Baker Mayfield going to the same team that Mark Andrews went to. That would be amazing. That would be really good for him, you know? So you get that. And days, I called it, literally days after they took Mason Rudolph, Ben Roethlisberger comes out and says, I want to play five more years. You mean to tell me that you went to bed one night thinking about not playing football because you were considering, you know, your family and your kids and your wife, and then you woke up one day and you were like, I love football. I love the game. I'm competitive. I'm going to play five more years. Go away. Go away. You are essentially what Ben Roethlisberger proved is that the last three seasons were about one thing, getting Todd Haley fired. That's what Ben Roethlisberger's objective was. That was his whole plan. His whole thing the last three years was like, I'm going to be aloof and I'm going to threaten to retire, and hopefully they'll fire Todd Haley because I don't like him. And like I, I said, he's kind of gotten full of himself, and he thinks he can strong-arm the yeah. administration, but he doesn't have the he doesn't have the, the repertoire that Brady has. Exactly. And I'm sorry, but the two big things, and this is the other thing, the two big things that Ben Roethlisberger was renowned for, right? The two things that Ben, like if you thought about Ben Roethlisberger, you thought of two things. The first thing was that, you know, running around, breaking sacks and making plays on his legs and stuff, that was like, they have whole highlight reels of stuff that Ben Roethlisberger, he doesn't do that anymore. No, he's he's too old. Can't he drops, do it any- but He's a drop-back pass right, quarterback. Right, he can't, he can't do that anymore. Watching him is kind of funny because he kind of like lengths back when he does the drop-back now. Yeah. He's like, oh. He, he kind of like, he can't do that anymore. And then the other thing was his toughness, right? Ben Roethlisberger was tough. Ben Roethlisberger could play through anything, right? He played through that Baltimore game with a broken foot and a broken nose. His nose was sideways. And he played. Played through the whole game. 
Ben Roethlisberger last season refused twice to call his own number in a playoff game against the Jaguars. Refused to. And then after the game was asked about it and said, oh, well, we don't have a QB sneak play. Are you freaking kidding me? Are you kidding me? You're a 15-year veteran. You run this offense. You don't have a... Juju Smith-Schuster went on Colin Cowherd's show and basically said that every single thing that the Steelers' offense does is all hand signals. There's no play calling. It's all nonverbal and verbal communication between the skill position players on the offensive line. There isn't a single one for a, for a QB sneak. You're a liar. Especially for a quarterback of his size. He's six foot five. You're you're yeah. a li- you're a liar. You're lying to the media because you want to make it seem as if wow, Todd Haley doesn't have a, a QB sneak call. Wow, so. Todd Haley gets run out of town, you accomplish your goal, you waste three years of some of the best talent you've ever been surrounded with because you had this ulterior motive of, I'm just going to do the bare minimum, I'm going to be complacent, I'm going to be lethargic, I'm going to be aloof. So hopefully this dude gets canned and we can get somebody else. And now I'm going to be all happy and go lucky and blah 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 and all this stuff and I'm going to play five more years. And that is infuriating to me. That is so absolutely ridiculous that I don't want him to play anymore. I want him to go away. I want him to not play. And I had this conversation with my father, who's a big Steelers fan. And he said, well, well would you rather have had him retire yet last year? And I'm like, yes. And he's like, well, why? I'm like, because we would have sucked, won five games, and drafted Baker Mayfield. Or Josh what Allen. A horrible idea. Or Josh Rosen. Would it be for the Pittsburgh Steelers to draft Baker Mayfield? But anyway, continue. But no, what I told, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> like you, okay, two, so what? You suck for one year. Yeah. And then you go and you get one of these guys who are probably going to be better than Mason. How many other teams have done it? Like the Colts, they sucked for one year and got when they got rid of Manning, and then they got luck. And they went eleven and five, eleven and five, eleven and five. Yep. With a bad roster. Yep. The Steelers have a good roster, a good offense. They don't have a good defense. Sometimes they have a you good have offense. to. Sometimes you have to quote unquote tank. It's just a, that's not like that's not like how you want to call it sometimes. But you know you have to know when to cut ties yeah. and then realize that okay, we've had like a history of success. It's going to be hard. That's why rebuildings and things happen. So I made I was talking about this on Facebook, and I was this is the thing I was going to clarify. I made a comment about it, and I said if this. If, if, if bringing Mason in is, because this is what some people think, why Ben said that, is that Ben now feels threatened, and Ben feels like he needs to play for his job. No. Which, which I don't know. I mean, no. Brady probably, well, no, Brady probably thought that when they drafted Garoppolo. No, I think I mean, Brady was veterans. Told, first of all, Brady think, was told that. Yeah. That's <laughs> when true. he, Favre knew that. When they drafted Aaron Rodgers, Favre knew. All veterans Which know. Which is why Favre didn't Alex wanna... Smith, yeah, yeah. Alex Favre Smith was... knew when we drafted Mahomes. All, the, all these veteran yeah. quarterbacks, they've been in the game long enough, and everybody, every time they get cut or trade, they're really like, it's a business. I know this is happening. So, like, someone like, whether Roethlisberger, Brady, Smith, anybody. We haven't Favre, drafted a quarterback that high since yeah, we took well, that. Well, I mean, but if you use your fucking head, um, Mason Rudolph is not going to start for... Unless oh, wait, he absolutely three to five to. years. Unless he absolutely... Isn't that fucking weird? Well, unless he... The thing... Well, Ben's contract doesn't go that long, which is another one of the things people were like... Uh, were like how long? How much longer? Two years. Oh, well, maybe, maybe, maybe two. in two years then. Um, maybe that's when he retires. That's the thing. He doesn't want to retire. But anyway... He might. Um, 
the point that I made was like if Ben has has been mailing it in these last three years, right? And we've gotten as far as we have gotten in the playoffs, which is a couple times to the AFC Championship, but usually like not. If if that's how far we've been getting without Ben Roethlisberger giving a damn, then if Ben Roethlisberger gives a damn, there's absolutely no reason why you don't win the Super Bowl. Because if you can get that far with a quarterback who doesn't care, and he all of a sudden cares, what is stopping you? Do you know what I'm saying? That's kind of the point I was making. I wasn't saying like, if the Steelers don't win the Super Bowl, I'm going to be mad. We haven't been to one in eight years. You know, I I am okay with that. I like enough other teams. I love Jacksonville. Everybody, that must really hurt. Everybody knows. Years. I know. I'm so, listen, I'm sorry. Okay, <laughs> but I like I love other teams that I, I would love to see Drew Brees win a Super Bowl. I agree yeah, with both of same. you. I would love to see Aaron win one. And you're not going to believe me, but I'd love to see the Chiefs win one just because of you, because you're my friend, and I like the Chiefs. I'd Aww. love to see the Jaguars win, because I'm a, I'm a closet Jaguars fan. I don't know, maybe. You no. technically have been. You've been wanting them to be good for I've years. been wanting them to be good for a really long time. And then there's young guys that I want to be good in the league, that I want to make advancements. I want to see Deshaun Watson win a playoff game. I want to see, you know, Bake. I mean, I know it's Cleveland, but like I want Baker to do well. So it's not one of these things where I'm just going to hope that the Steelers win the Super Bowl, and if they don't, I'm going to be upset. But the point I'm trying to make is is that if you if Ben has been doing this, and then now all of a sudden has this rekindled love for football, nothing. I don't think we got worse as a team. No. I think we just kind of like maintained things and plugged holes. With stuff like we went and got, I think the Morgan Burnett signing is really good. No, it's, just, it's really just, good. I'm not just saying that because I'm a fan. I'm just saying that I'm, I'm, I legitimately I'm, think that's a good sign. I'm familiar with the player um, and it was a really good signing. He was the highest rated Packers defensive player two years ago when he yeah. played every single game. Uh huh. Um, but I just that's that was what I was saying was like if Ben is now saying that he's like all ready to play now, okay, well then go out there and go to the Super Bowl because. Nothing else has changed, aside from, apparently, your attitude. And if your attitude was the only thing holding you back, now it's not holding you back. Well, one more thing has changed. So, well, it means you're older. <laughs> Todd Haley. Well, yeah, Todd Haley's no longer there. Yeah, that's part of his attitude change. That's part of his attitude change. Uh, I mean, yeah, well, I think it's no secret that Todd Haley was a garbage offensive coordinator. He was a garbage head coach. Yeah, he was. I don't like him. He's just not good. We didn't use him. Literally, he did. He wasn't. He didn't call the plays. Like if he, it was, it was if insane. he wasn't a factor, he was part of the schemes and everything. And if yeah. he wasn't a factor, and we talked about this before, yeah, no, he I think. was. Uh, if Todd Haley wasn't a factor, there would be no reason why Ben would be so upset. But just like a frank dislike for the person, he would go on that kind of tangent. You're what you're talking is a three-year tangent because he just doesn't like the guy no Todd Haley had something to do with the offense it's not like right. he did nothing oh no I know that so that's another ben doesn't piece. probably think that no maybe not but that's another piece you know that that could be replaced with something better that might help you you know what I'm saying yeah. like help Ben and I mean the quarterback it's really stupid and petty player. and I, I I don't like it that if that was his reasoning for like threatening to retire all this time be really stupid but he, like, I mean, he has a, he has maybe one or two more chances. I think it's already passed. But he might have another Probably. chance or two to, to make it happen. Mm-hmm. 
but I don't know. It's it's really weird, and it, it's like if all that is true, it's very childish, and I don't like it. He wasted so much time, and with all the young talent coming in, yeah, maybe his attitudes change in a year like Super Bowl or bust, but the AFC's gotten better now. For multiple yes. years, you had both the best wide receiver in the NFL and the best running back in the NFL. One of them, I, I would say, David Johnson's a little better. And, than well, and I during mean, a time, Bell. and during a time when the AFC was low, like you talk about the best teams in the AFC the last couple of years. You talk Patriots, Steelers, and yes, Chiefs. I know, but the, they were like the good regular. season No, it was team. literally like Patriots, Steelers, like running the whole jam for like playoff wise. Yeah, the only other team that had a chance was the Chiefs, and that's why they fucked it up in the playoffs, and it was all dumb. But it was literally a, a two and a half horse race. And now the Jaguars are getting good again. The Titans are getting good. Andrew Luck's going to be healthy. Yeah, honestly, I think... Texans have Deshaun Watson. The Browns might actually win a couple games this year. It's not going to be an easy sweep. I I unfortunately think that his time has passed to get another ring. I think he's done. I don't don't, see... Then go away. That's how I I feel. I think he should have retired last year. The last time Ben cared, I think it was two years ago, when... The Broncos beat the Carolina Panthers in the Super Bowl. He, he threw for 4,971 yards that year. He, he did. He tied for with Drew Brees. They were a quarter away from both getting 5,000-yard seasons. Your team was better back then. Why didn't you win then? When? Uh, two years ago? Two years ago? Yeah. Everybody got hurt in the Cincinnati game. Ben, that was the game that Ben got hurt. Vontez messed his shoulder up. Bell had been out the entire season, and then D'Angelo got hurt in that game. And then that was the game Brown also got hurt. Okay. That was why. Okay. And we still almost beat the Broncos, despite not having all of those people. So that's why we didn't win. And that was the game where I kind of mentioned the fact that like, Martavis Bryant almost single-handedly won us the playoff game against... DB's the caliber he's never seen before, and he played really well and almost won us the game. But I I agree that that year, that year was probably it. Like, that year was our chance. Mm-hmm. Because even without Le'Veon Bell, which, by the way, that's part of the reason why I don't even think we need him. We went to an AFC Championship game without him. <laughs> like, I, I mean, I know he's... I don't, I, whatever. But anyway, I, I agree that... That team had a really good shot, but when you get absolutely devastated to the point where you're using a three, a third string back, and your two year, your second year wide receiver is your number one receiver, and you're going up against the best defense in football in their stadium, it's just hard. Like I, I I'm not trying to make it. I'm not trying to make excuses, but. I went in. That's why I came here so mad, because I knew we were going to lose. I was like, "There's no way we beat them now. There's no way we beat this team without Le'Veon or D'Angelo and a beat up Ben and no AB. There's no way. Not against that defense. No. So it was already a lost cause. Yeah. So I don't even want to think about that day. Oh man, the, the roller coaster of emotions I went through during that Cincinnati Bengals playoff. I'll game. never forget the day you stormed into the house and started. Not, like, breaking shit, but yelling and, like, you threw something. And it was the most, like, actual mad I've ever seen you. 
It's because we were going to lose to Peyton Manning. <laughs> <laughs> I understand. Just, after all that, it was like that the, whole roller coaster I went through, and then now we were going to lose against not just Peyton Manning, but bad Peyton Manning. <laughs> Number 32 of all quarterbacks in the league. That year, pretty much. Yeah. He was so bad that year, and we... That was who we were going to lose to. I was so upset. I was so angry. For those of you that don't know, Peyton Manning's probably my least favorite professional athlete. Not just quarter. Like, my least favorite professional athlete of all time. But that will not be something we talk about. It goes Peyton Manning, Russell Westbrook. Peyton Manning again. (laughs) LeBron not in Cleveland is for... LeBron outside of Cleveland's, like, my number two favorite. Um, just for the basic fact that he's not in Cleveland. <laughs> I understand. Yeah, All right. Okay. So now we're going to... I'm sorry. That that went... Oh, man, did I go for a No, it's time. okay. We all put in some... Yeah, you know, it's fine. at the end. I'm sweating now. You need to get that off your chest. I, I needed to real bad. Do you feel better? <laughs> no. Oh. <laughs> Is Ben still playing? No, no, I don't feel better. Oh, I'm sorry, buddy. That's no, okay. Uh, we're going to try to collectively rank... The situations these rookie quarterbacks are in. And see, do we, have, uh, do we have another hour? Because I vehemently disagree with all you about Baker Mayfield. No, uh, we don't. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So I'm kidding. we <laughs> do we want to start with? How about we go? I think it's who we think is the, in the worst. Okay, I think that's harder. But okay, you think that's harder? Oh, the best I think, I think is really easy. I think we yeah. all agree. Oh, okay. Well, then we'll do the best. Then. Okay. Who's in the best situation? I I think it's undoubtedly Baker. Undoubtedly, Un- they won zero games last year. He's you can't get worse. And all they did was <laughs> like that's <laughs> no, that's true. <laughs> okay, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's fucking brilliant. I mean, you literally it's can't true. get worse. You you have a great offense around you. They, they've they there's, drafted offensive linemen. They drafted uh, they or they traded for. Landry, they yeah. have Hyde, a better running back, better wide receiving core. They've done everything. To... Their offensive line's still a little shaky. Yeah. Now it's, that Joe it's... Thomas is gone, it's, yeah. it's that. But they've tried to improve. Yeah, yeah they have. Yeah, no, they no. have. So, like, and that's the thing. They tried so hard to prepare for whatever quarterback they were going to draft. And I don't know. I don't understand how. I, under, I get Hugh Jackson's their head coach, and he's the worst thing ever. But at the same time, how do you not have some success? Mm-hmm. I, I think this is like the actual first like rebuilding year or anything that gives Browns fans actual hope that they have something. Well, they always have hope, but it's always it just gets stomped on. Yeah, this yeah, year, but like, there's stomped, actual like it, tangible hope. Well, yeah, it gets stomped on after like two or three weeks. This year, I think Baker is going to play so well in certain situations. He's going to have flashes in the pan of brilliance mm-hmm. that's going to give them actual hope for the future. I'm okay. I'm going to say. I think it might end up being Baker because I'm not going to pick Baker, and I know you're not going to pick Baker. So unless you pick the same person as me, it's just going to have to be Baker because we're going. We're just going like whoever has the most. I'm going to say Josh Rosen. I was going to say Josh. Okay, Rosen then as we're well. tied. Damn it. Okay. okay. Well, then let's. We'll, we'll, we'll work it out. Right, we'll work but it out. Here's here's my counter argument. It's Cleveland. That's but oh no that that's not that's that's bullet point number one. I think it's still the strongest oh. one. Now <laughs> quarterbacks of his body type in Cleveland have failed numerous times. Yeah, that's I think that's the biggest honestly. Two. That's one of the bigger reasons. He might do great until I don't know maybe October. I think I think Baker will have first of all Baker's not going to start. No, not this year. That's another that's another reason not, he's not under no pressure to yeah. start. 
Well, a lot of these guys. Oh, there will start. be pressure for him to start after think, week I five. I don't think. I think the only one that is going to start immediately, one hundred percent, is Josh Allen. Yeah, Josh Allen is going to start. What else? Start. What no else are the Bills going to do? There's no competition. Oh, I feel so bad for Josh Allen. But oh like, man. But um, Darnold has McCown there, who I think a lot of people are already under the assumption like McCown's there to like transition him in and teach him. I think and Darnold then, may start. Well, he might. I don't know. I, I just think that the one hundred percent guarantee is Allen. Yeah, hundred percent. I think. Um, I also probably put Allen at the five spot. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll get, get there. To, okay. yeah. We'll get to there. But oh, I agree. obviously Lamar's not going to start. Yeah. Um, although they said some something about like they're going to have like a package for him, which is stupid. You should not do that in the NFL. Multiple a, quarterback packages make no sense. Absolutely terrible. Um, they tried to do that with Manziel, and it didn't work in Cleveland. The argument play. That was it. Was the argument play? Yeah, that was their package. Was the argument play? Or um, Manzo goes almost all the way to the sideline to start pretending to yell at a coach, and then flexes out as a wide receiver when the play starts. Yeah, it was, it was pretty smart. But um, the Baker thing, I think Baker Baker will not probably won't start. I think Baker will have the thing that's going to be the problem for Baker is he's going to be behind the eight ball early. Because Hugh Jackson is still going to be fired at some point this year. Like, what are they? They're not going to go. They're not going to do well enough this year to, like, save his job. I think they're going to use Hugh as the scapegoat to start Baker. It's going to be, you know, it's going to be Hugh and, uh, oh my God. Dorsey. No, not Dorsey. Their quarterback that they have right now. Tyrod Taylor. Yeah, Tyrod Taylor. It's going to be Hugh and Tyrod for, like, the first three or four weeks. And after they start out 0 4, 0 5. Fire Hugh, sit Tyrod, Brand. interim head coach, Baker starts. But that's the problem, is the interim coach is going to be Todd Haley. Todd Haley is very abrasive. He is not a player's coach. And I don't know how Baker is going to feel I think about they, being coached by a guy like Todd Haley. I think they might clash. That's what I'm saying. Like I feel like Baker's personality and Haley's personality are not going to mesh and I also don't know how Baker's going to respond to being on a losing team. Like, that's the, a big thing for me. Like, Baker, Baker's never lost two games in a row. Baker's never been on a three-game losing streak. Baker's never thrown an interception that cost his team the game. How is he going to respond to that? So, I think the, number, the quarterback in the best position is Josh Rosen. Not just because I think he's the best one, but because I feel like he went to a place that is not going to have as much attention as Darnold's going to have because it's New York. He's not going to be same similar to Baker. He's not going to be under any pressure to start. He's got he doesn't have the best talent around him, but I think he has the average age for the Arizona Cardinals roster is like 29. So it's like a veteran roster. And I think it's really good for for a coming up quarterback. Right. And like to have ve- dude, I don't I, I don't think there's a single person in the in the entire league that I'd rather learn how to play in the NFL than from than from Larry Fitzgerald. Oh my god. That's like honestly it's amazing. You're talking about like especially Rosen with his personality. <laughs> like yeah. which I love by the way because I think it's a breath of fresh air that the league desperately needs. But I think and obviously he's got the best best running back out of all of them and that's mm-hmm. the best friend you could possibly have. So so we're on Rosen. I think Rosen. Let's see, maybe maybe I could push one of you guys. Rosen might not have 
the pieces around him. He's also under no pressure to start. But, like, the, the, you think about a couple years of the future, right? Probably not going to have the pieces around him. He might not even have Larry Fitzgerald. But he will while he's benched. Uh, but you're coming into what is honestly a, a really good organization. They are. With, They're not terrible organizations. With a pretty good staff. Steve Wilkes is a really respected, like, coaching guy. Mm-hmm. He is. And, uh... And that, and it's not Cleveland. He's he's going, he's going the he's traveling the farthest distance from where he grew up. Yeah, that too. He's that, and I think that's a big thing for rookie quarterbacks. If you can not have to travel very far, dude. Sam Darnold is going from one end of the country to the other end. Sam Darnold's probably never seen snow in his life. I don't think Baker has either. Now, now he has to play in it for half a season. Now, you're right. Not only does he have to play in it half a season, but he has to also play in New England, which will have snow. In New York, which will... I mean, in Buffalo, which will have snow. He can he can get himself prepared for it, though. He has to build for it. That's true. Uh, and Baker Mayfield doesn't. Not build for it at all. I, I, I'm... And, and, Rosen, and Rosen's going from, from playing in California to playing in Arizona. Yeah. So he has eight games in Arizona. He has the one game in L.A. He has the other game in San Francisco. And he has the other game in Seattle. So, like, he, Bake, like, Rosen doesn't have to even leave the, like, Pacific time zone to play in over half of his games. And I think that's just going to be better for him in the early portions of his career. So I don't know if that I, swung either of you. <laughs> but uh, I don't think you can argue with the fact of the weapons that Baker's going to have at his disposal. No, I agree with that part. Baker clearly has he, better people outside of David Johnson. Even better people. Even the committee that they have in Cleveland right now, they have Carlos Hyde, they have Duke Johnson, they have Chubb, they have the other Chubb, you know. The other they, Chubb? The other, the other Chubb. Chubb. Uh, I don't want that Chubb. Gordon, Landry, uh, Coleman, Coleman, their, uh, their tight end. Uh, Njoku. Njoku? David Njoku. David Njoku. Like, he has, like his support cast is too high for me to not rank him at How one. about we do this? Well, this is the way we'll do it. We'll go by averages. Yeah. So you have Baker 1. You have Baker 1. Where would you put Baker? 2. You put him at 2? Two? 2. He's number 1 because I'd have him at 2. Yeah. So Baker's number 1. That's Baker's fine. number 1 because I'd I think, have no, him I, at I 2. Just, I, think, like, I think Rosen just edges above him. I, so... I, so our ones there, there are, are things Rosen, going, yeah. Then okay, so who? But now okay, so we've already figured out who number two. Are is. your number twos? Who's your number two? Rosen. Uh, I think it's Darnold. Oh, I have Darnold two. at two. Oh wow! Oh, this is interesting. This is really interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, I have Darnold there just because. All right, so we I, don't need to explain our twos because it's Baker. Yeah. So you could, two could just talk about Darnold. Jets are scrappy and they're gonna they're gonna win games mm-hmm. regardless. Like they're not gonna win every game. But it's not going to be his fault when they lose games either. He's he turned the ball over twenty six times, so it might be his fault. <laughs> doesn't I like matter. His in defense. I like his defense support. Like I Literally, think that's the yeah. big thing. The Jets, the Jets have a better defense than the Cardinals. I think, and that's uh, that's what surprisingly won the Jets a bunch of games last year. They had, the offense was shit. Their defense was carrying them through stuff. Mm-hmm. Right, and I think. When you have a defense that can keep the other offense off the field and give you more chances, it gives Darnold time to make mistakes. Turns it over 26 times. All right, he turns it over, throws an interception. Defense forces a three and out. He gets another shot. 
So if you two have Darnold at f- two, you have Darnold at two, and you have Darnold at two. Where are you, we'll, we'll do the average thing. Where are you putting Darnold? God damn it! At three. This at is three. stupid. <laughs> Jesus, man. Okay. I am gonna. Like this. I, <laughs> Darnold also has a really. I I know there's been some stuff with Robbie Anderson lately, but I like him as a receiver. Me and he, you both like the Jets receiving. Court. Yeah, the receiving core there is good. They're not gonna they're gonna do him some favors. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it's not the best receiving core you can have, but it's definitely better than Arizona's receiving core. It's. Yeah. Better than Buffalo's receiving core. What receiving core? I'll, I will bend for it to put him at two because of a couple reasons. One being, I think he has honestly the highest ceiling. Well, th- that if you were to start, two. if you were to start Where's, this year, no, 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 I haven't given mine yet. If you were to start this year, uh, he would have the highest ceiling mm-hmm. out of all of the quarterbacks in this draft. Okay, mm-hmm. like if if all of them started. He would have the highest ceiling. Like, if all of them were day one starters, yeah. and then they played the entire season, all 16 games, you think Darnold would do the best? Yes, okay. absolutely. Um, uh, no question. Uh, also, uh, I would love to see the Jets stop being a quarterback graveyard. That's true. Um, <laughs> I'm going to put... They've been a quarterback graveyard for like 10 years. I don't like Sam Darnold. At all. Really? I hate him. Well, yeah, he's I, about I, as interesting as a two by four. I think right, and I don't like <laughs> I don't like uninteresting people. I feel like because so, he's because he's uninteresting and professional, it only adds to what he's going to be able to yeah, do. Yeah, I mean, I I'm going to put him. Oh man, I want to put him at four. Damn. Um, I just think that you said that the turnovers don't matter. They don't. My thing about Sam Donald was this. Here's my big criticism. He couldn't overcome. The deficiencies of his own, like at USC, they had they didn't have very good offensive linemen, or like they got hurt, and his best receiver, Juju Smith Schuster, was gone. Like that was the first year that Juju was gone. He still had Ronald Jones, who was a good running back, but if you can't overcome bad teammates in college, you are not going to be able to overcome bad teammates in the NFL. And there are going to be times where Darnold has his guards hurt or his they don't really have a running game in new york it's mostly like passing like i don't know how he's going to do but the overall talent of an nfl team (coughs) even the worst players in the nfl were the best players in college yeah so even Mm -hmm. if like you can say how's he going to work with players that aren't as good if he has some of the worst players on the jets team playing with him because of injuries they're still leaps and bounds ahead of what he had to deal with at USC. Yeah, but they're still dealing with good, like, like the offensive players around him are dealing with good defensive players. So I feel like it kind of, I get your point, and I agree, but I feel like it might balance. I'm just going to put Darnold at four. So, okay. Um, how about we do it like this now? Since, we, since we've done that, where do you two put Josh Rosen? Three. Three? And um. then... Yeah, I have him at three two. Oh, you're gonna have him at three two. Okay. Is there any just particular reason you just think that he's? I think well after after uh, Baker and Darnold, I like his situation that you guys talked about getting to learn from Larry Fitz, being in a good organization, good weather climate, and those sorts of things. I just think his ceiling isn't as high as Darnold or Baker. 
Okay. And then compared to the other two, Lamar's not going to start for another couple years. And Alan, I just feel really bad for him. None of you have uh, mentioned um, his injuries. That's what I was going to bring up. That was what you were going to say. He's the only one on this list with an injury history. Okay. Uh, that's a concussion history, by the way, which is yeah. like not good. Yeah. So. Uh, you're going up against Ndamukong Sue and Aaron Donald twice a year. DeForest Buckner De- in, in San yeah, Francisco. You're, and maybe Foster. Maybe. Nobody, nobody knows, but he's going to hit you hard if he's there. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no doubt about that. <laughs> right. 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 So I'm okay with bending to it. Put him, put, put, okay. put, put Donald too. So okay, now let's. Rose, so we, we only have two three, left. Okay, where do we put? Yeah. I I feel like okay. Let's do Lamar Jackson. I mean, he's going to be a four for all of us. I think. I think he's at four for all of us. Well, I no. He, for me, he's going to be a three. Oh, okay. oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right, you have Darnold at four. I have Darnold at four. Josh Allen's in the worst situation. Yeah, yeah. That's this. I don't think that's. <laughs> he's in the worst situation, and I, he's the, he's another coming story of all he has is arm power. Mm-hmm. Like he, everyone I know, like you memed about Mahomes earlier. Hey, you can throw sixty-five yards on he, but Mahomes has shown flashes of other gunslingers. He's athletic, athletic, and shown mm-hmm. signs of being a gunslinger. Allen, right. all anybody ever talks about is his arm and how far he can throw it and stuff. He's I, athletic too, a little bit. He can he can run around for as big as he is. I guess like you give or take. Right, right, right. But everybody c- comes back to just his arm strength. He can throw he can throw the ball really far. But how accurate is he with it? How's he going to do it under duress? Especially in the worst situation, the Bills have nobody. They have like LaShawn McCoy, who's old, not a very talented O-line. Who's he going to throw the ball to? Their defense sucks. Their coaching staff sucks. Their defense doesn't suck. They were they were a bad um, scoring defense. Yeah. They did this weird thing where like they gave up a lot of points, but like didn't give up a lot of yards. It was weird. It was because they played with a lot of short fields. Yeah. <laughs> So, like, the other teams that they were going up against, because Tyrod turned the ball over a lot. Their defense isn't good enough to overcome no. the difficulties of their offense. That's, no, not at all. No, I agree with that one. No, not but at the, all. Their defense isn't bad, per se. Okay, saying, bang, saying bad was a bit much, but they're yeah. not they're not in the, like, upper echelon of defense. No, no, not even close. No, he's absolutely in the worst situation. The only thing that might, he might have going for him is when there's a foot of snow in the stadium, he's big enough to handle it. That's true. And then I... I I think Lamar. I mean, I have Lamar at four, but that's just because he's not going to start for a couple years. But I like his. I like his situation. The Ravens. Yeah, the wide receivers go to die, and they've been kind of somewhat laughing stock. Like, but they still have Harbaugh as a head coach. They're still a good organization. If he takes a couple years to learn behind Flacco and use his athleticism in ways that Flacco can't, right? Maybe he gets to start. Like this isn't the first time that the Ravens have tried to go after like a, a mobile quarterback to come after Flacco or whatever. This one could be the one that works. I think Marty Morningwig is still their offensive coordinator in Baltimore, at least I'm pretty sure. And he has done a lot of really good work with mobile quarterbacks. And I, I don't think I think a lot of people were overly critical of Lamar Jackson because similarly to Josh Allen he doesn't have a very good completion percentage. Well, yeah. and then but, like, bu- for God's you- sakes, watch Lamar Jackson play. Like, well, my goodness. Do you like, buy some of the conspiracy theories about how, because he didn't want an agent, people were trying to, like... Yeah, it. I, I don't... Maybe I buy it? I don't know. Mm. I'll tell you one thing. Lamar Jackson was pissed off that he went that late. 
He he wasn't mad he went to the Ravens. He was just mad that it took that long for him to yeah. be drafted. Lamar's... You could say whatever you want about Lamar. He's improved every year. Yeah. Yeah. He, mm-hmm. His completion percentage has gone up at least 2 or 3% every year he was in college. Uh, you know, he just... I think a lot of players need this, but he needs some consistency. Mm-hmm. And, and he, it, he was consistent under the same coach and on the same scheme. And he was able to improve on himself because of that. And it's not like he was throwing to, like, top-flight wide receivers in Louisville. Like, he had a bunch of, like, he made the guys around him better. Yeah, which is what a good quarterback does. Which Uh, I don't think Darnold did enough of. And I don't think Allen, I mean, Allen didn't do it at all. (laughs) Like, Allen's just like, I can throw the ball really far. And I'm big. (laughs) Yeah. And I said mean racial things on Twitter when I was 15 when years I was, old. When I was 15, hey, he owned it though. Um, I guess it's so I'm true. assuming our list goes Baker, Rosen, Darnold, Jackson, Allen. Right. So Baker, Rosen, Darnold, Jackson, Allen. Yeah. But it's very close. Like oh. it's between Baker, Rosen, and Darnold. It's like a a point. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. I think so. I think all of them have a chance to be super good, and Lamar does too. After a few years, I think it's, it's a really good. I think it's interesting that of those five, we think four can be good because on average, when a bunch of quarterbacks are taken early in a draft, one of them is good. That's and that still true. might be the case. Yeah, this could be like the next coming of the draft that had Marino, Elway. I think Aikman was in that draft, or um, no, uh, Jim Kelly. Jim Kelly was, was in that draft. Okay. Oh, you had. Uh... Rivers, Manning, and Roethlisberger in the same draft in 04. Which is incredible. Yeah. Mm. That's a good... That's Phillip a, Rivers is another quarterback who doesn't get enough credit, and I think he's a Hall of Famer. That's probably the next one. I yeah. don't know if he's a Hall of Famer. Yeah, he's a Hall of Famer. I think if you lead... He, he has all the franchise records for uh, the Chargers now, right? Yep. Yeah. I think if you do that... You pretty much get in. All right. Like okay. If you're a franchise leader, I feel like you so get in. Maybe not first yeah. ballot. Maybe not first ballot, but maybe he gets in. No, no not first ballot. I think it depends on when he retires, honestly. Yeah. Like, if he retires like at the same exact moment Ben and Eli retire, Ben and Eli are going to get in before he does. Yeah, but he'll get in. From a pure entertainment aspect, Philip Rivers is like one of the funnest Oh, my God. Oh. Just looking at his face. You can hear him yelling in the game, and he's trash talking everybody, and it's great. Like, but it's like PG trash talk. Yeah. he's like a like a God fearing man. So he's like, "Man, you're all stinky today." Like that's the type of stuff that it's he so says. Funny, man. I'm going to goose him. <laughs> I made a okay as as a quick okay. Th- this is obviously when we get off the rails. You know the episode's coming to an end. Um, a real quick thing. Two quick things actually. Uh, and then I'll have Justin close it, and then he'll say I love you, and then I'll say I don't. Um, <laughs> so, Corey, I, I messaged Corey one day, and I said that I really want to believe that when when he did that, when, when Philip Rivers did the whole, I'm, I was going to go some thing, you know, when he was trying to get the fake snap. Yeah. I am I want to believe so badly that only he knew what that meant. <laughs> like, that that Philip Rivers was like, I was going to go some and I don't know what their name or their head coach is. I don't remember his name. Um, uh, I think his name's uh, something Lynn. Is it Anthony Lynn? Yeah. I think Anthony Lynn's the head coach of the Chargers. I just, I want, so, and like all the offensive linemen like stood up and looked at him. Like I wanted like him to go back to us. I was like, Philip, we don't, 
Like, Philly goes, I was like, I was trying to goose some coach. And the coach like, Phil, we don't, what does that mean? Like, we don't know. And Philip just kept saying it. Like, I was trying to goose him. I was trying to goose him. And he goes back and he sits back there. He's like, gosh darn it. And he fixes his, like, little bow tie. Bolo tie. His bolo tie. He wears it underneath his shoulder pads. And he's like, gosh darn it, man. I was trying to goose him. And, like, Melvin Gordon sits next to him. He's like, he's like, Philip, like, what are you saying? <laughs> I just like to envision, like, that's the way that worked. I just hope. Okay, so. And then one last thing that I want to ask a question. Do any of these quarterbacks win Rookie of the Year? No. I, I agree. Usually the, a quarterback wins it, but who do you think is going to win? All, because the Rookie of the Year is separating it between offense and defense. So who, who's going to be the offensive Rookie of the Year? Royce Freeman. The running back for Denver. I watched him play in college, and he leads all. First of all, he plays on a team in or he plays for the Oregon Ducks. Okay, a team that pretty much does nothing but offense. Nothing but offense. They don't play defense. They just run. They just run as many offensive plays as possible. Even without Chip Kelly being there, he is the all-time leader in touchdowns in Oregon's history. He has. He's going to be that under-the-radar running back that just kind of flies under the radar. And kind of like how Jordan Howard did his mm. first year. Like, no one really knew who Jordan Howard was. No one really knew who David Johnson was. And now all of a sudden, like, David Johnson came in, like, his second game as a rookie and, like, scored, like, four touchdowns. <laughs> yeah. And people were like, holy crap. Like, why weren't you playing this guy? Um, they don't. They no longer have C.J. Anderson. Um Obviously, Jamal Charles isn't there anymore. I just feel like he's just going to come in, and with Case Keenum there, and we could debate Case Keenum, whatever you want. I think he's going into the exact same situation he was in last year. Um, he's got very good receivers. He's not going to have boxes stacked against him like I think some of these other rookie running backs might, um, especially uh, especially Barkley. Like I understand, yeah. like I understand Odell's there, but like Barkley is gonna have so much attention. He's gonna have more attention paid to him than ever. And in the games that that happened against Saquon Barkley, he was awful. He absolutely. You watched that. I don't know if you watched that game with me. He absolutely vanished off the face of the planet in Penn State's biggest games. Yep. Just vanished out of the. He was. He literally affected the game in no way. Yeah, I think that was the biggest difference between him and Zeke. Like if you look right. at the comparison, like Zeke's like Zeke performed better the hard like the more intense the game was which is like literally perfect for Dallas in the shape they're in yeah and I think that a guy like Freeman is just and I'm not just saying this because I like Oregon but I just feel like he's going into a situation in Denver so sort of similar to what David Johnson went into and sort of similar to what Alvin Kamara went into and what Kareem Hunt went into where he's not this big huge like oh man the running backs blah blah but he's going into a situation where he's probably going to start He's probably going to get the majority of the snaps, and he's on an offense that's balanced enough that people aren't going to pay attention to him as much as they're going to pay to attention to Demarius Thomas. So I'm going to say it early on in the month of May that Royce Freeman's going to win Rookie of the Year. That's a hot take. That's a hot like take. It, I mean, more than likely it will be a quarterback, but I don't want it to be. I think no, I think it's going to be Saquon. Like they've upgraded their line so much this offseason. They got yeah. Solder and they got Hernandez. Hernandez was a steal. At 30, absolutely at thirty four, holy crap! He's one of the best linemen in this draft. Just uh, run blocking, yeah. Like, just his run blocking is just uh, insane. They, you have Odell and Sterling catching passes from Eli Shermer. 
is your head coach. And if you take everything from he did in Minnesota, he has upgraded versions of that in New England, in yeah. New York. Uh, and Saquon, like, he's going to, Barkley's going to have games when he's down, mm-hmm. when they're going to sell out to stop the run. But he's also going to have games where they can't just stop the run. Right. Because you have Eli and Odell. Beckham and Sterling and yeah. Evan Ingram. Evan Ingram. Like Evan Ingram. I was going to say, well, you didn't even mention Evan yeah. Ingram. Like, he's one of he's, the better young tight ends in the league. He's the only, like, he's the best first-round tight end, rookie tight end since Greg Olson. Nobody's panned out from the first. Nobody's had a good rookie year since then. Maybe Hunter Henry had some flashes in the pan. I don't even think Gronk had that good of a rookie year. No. If I no, remember. No. I think it was more like. I mean, it's apropos to say that, but it was more kind of like Hernandez, and Gronk was just kind of like the other guy, and then it slowly transitioned, and then Aaron Hernandez shot somebody in the face. Yeah, that's so kind of how it happened. Life comes at you quick. Life comes so, at you quick. And uh, with that uh, little nugget of knowledge, we should probably close it out. Yeah. And then Davenport's going to run defensive. He's going to have 12 sacks. I like that you like him that much. Cam's Am gonna I going to eat like the most crow ever when like Terrell Edmonds just like tears it up? And I'm just gonna look like the biggest idiot. I don't might, know. I mean, I like too because there's no precedence good. for him to tear it up. Yeah, but they, that's why he will. He's like, like that's the, the third safety. That's what, they don't need him. I don't even know if he's gonna play that much. He's gonna. Uh, let's not get into that. Let's end the show. Yeah, I'm okay. sorry. Let's end the show. I'm sorry. Okay, guys, we'll be back. Okay. We'll be back with within a, within a week or two. Uh, we're doing some fun stuff. We have a little a little game we're gonna play, and I'm also gonna bring back some statistics, like. Uh, what would have happened if everybody hit their field goals and extra points? Where would the where would the season have ended? I don't know if I want to know that. I'm gonna let you know. It might be it, the Chargers will be up there. Son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah. All right, guys. We'll see you soon. I love you. I don't. <laughs>